And you're listening to Love, Love Sex, Sex and, and the Hidden, hidden Agenda. agenda. Okay, girl, when you talked to me earlier today and told me about what happened at your wedding, I have just been like, thinking about that the whole day and was wondering if you might share it with our audience because there's such a interesting um, connection here. I think so many people feel like, you know, something with their friend, like they, they start outgrowing their friendships and then they don't really know what to do um, or how to like mm-hmm. uh, move beyond uh, or, or kind of evolve the friendship. Like they start growing and you, the yeah. story you told me about your wedding was just so funny. Can you tell us <laughs> what your friend <laughs> Thanks for thinking it was funny. <laughs> it, well, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> I think it's because of the way that I probably left the message. It is funny to me now. It's actually now I can't think about it without laughing. I, I, I can't, but, but for a hot minute there, Oh, I did not think it was funny. I was obsessing for a long time and, and upset, but you know, so, okay. It's like the bride's worst nightmare in with with the bride's (laughs) Sorry. Spoiler alert. But anyway, yeah, please tell us what happened. Oh gosh. Well, I guess, (laughs) Hmm. How do I want to start this? I guess I'll just say, so, okay, I was getting married. Picture this, you know, I'm on this big yacht on the San Francisco Bay. There's fireworks going off. It's like the most perfect wedding ever. And I'm on cloud nine. I am probably in this moment happier than I've ever felt or can remember feeling in a moment in my life. Just so happy that I can't even explain. So there I am. (laughs) And my, my, what is it? Maid of honor. Yes. Maid of honor. Your goes, mm-hmm. Yes. How long had you known her? Goes up to give a speech. <laughs> I, this, a long time. I mean, a long time. 35. We've been literally best friends for, let me think how, right. oh, 40 years. Yeah, it's a long time. 40 people, four zero, 40. And so, so she, she, she gets up and, um, she, she says some things and okay, first of all, she was the last person to give a speech. We already had four people go before her and 
everyone gave the most beautiful talks. They were funny. They were poignant uh, people. You know, you could hear a pin drop in on that entire boat because everyone was just captivated listening to what people had to say um, about this this wedding. You know, and um, and about me and my husband and and then she gets up there and she just starts talking and talking and, and she she has like papers she's like crumbling they're crumbled up um they're <laughs> they're disorganized she has like some glasses on she's kind of taking them on and off and and i i don't even think i'd ever seen her <laughs> like this before and 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 she starts to just speak i don't even know what she's actually really saying and and then it became apparent that nobody else in the entire on the entire boat did either because people just started kind of tuning her out and talking among themselves everybody just started talking and nobody was listening listening to her thank god because she was saying like all these bizarre things had nothing to do with my actual marriage she was more like uh being a friend um of Satya's has well been hmm, interesting. And she, I, anyway, I'm not even going to say what she said, but I was just, my jaw was on the floor. It was kind of like, wait, what's she trying to say? And I actually, looking back on it, I think she was just nervous. I think Wait, was she like <laughs> talking shit about you? Yes. Like she, I like, think she was just like, <laughs> I I don't okay what like I've uh, maybe I've blocked it out but I think um oh gosh I have blocked it out oh that's not good um but it was something like uh ta- oh being being friends with Satya uh needless to say it takes a lot of patience or something like that it was but it was worse it sounded really bad and and it and so she wait, said how, nothing. how did you feel listening to all of that horrible I went from feeling just blissed out of my mind, blissed out. You could just imagine it was like a movie. The look on my face went from like, uh, oh, I, you know, it happens yeah, it looks to like, like it sounds like a scene out of Bridesmaids uh, or something. It was. It was like just the like jealous, that. The jealous friend is like trying to ruin your wedding because she doesn't. It, oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and it was, it was so weird. And I'm, I, I, it felt surreal because I, I thought this is not really happening right now. And oh my goodness, I felt embarrassed. And then I, and then I was like, well, I guess nobody's really listening anyway, but, but oh my goodness, I'm thinking everybody's hearing it at the same time. I'm wondering. And, and she never said anything about like the actual, like <laughs> the marriage or me, <laughs> me and my partner, anything. It was just kind of like, uh, she was just talking about other stuff that had nothing to do with it's it. Like the she's only airing all her, um, bad vibes from you, like all her resentments that she never got to share all yeah. years or something. Yeah. And you know how in a book there's this thing called foreshadowing, like, you know, the night yeah. before, I kid you not, the night before, she said something to me like, um, I need to go last. I, I need to go last uh, in the speeches. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, queen, you know, whatever you want, I will do whatever you want. Always wanting to please her, right? Like, okay, we'll, we'll put you last. Because I was thinking, 
if she had even gone in the middle, it would have been better. At least we would have ended with something on a positive, positive note with somebody else. Right. But no, she, she was like, I need to go last. And I said, okay, well, she was um, like planning to take it. Down. I guess so. But I don't even think she realized this or maybe I'm too, like, I think too highly of people or too positive about them, but I can't believe that she would actually try to do that. And maybe she was just nervous. Maybe she was just, I don't know, but I had never seen her act like this. I didn't even know who she was when she stepped up there. And, um, oh, and she said also, uh, and I said, well, the, the organizer of the party and the DJ, they, they say that you can only speak for, um, you know, for like, I think it's a minute or two that they allow like the, they're not even speeches. What are they? I mean, it toasts, they're toasts. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, but I, you know, I think that's a good idea because nobody wants to listen to a huge long toast that isn't interesting and la la la. Right. So nobody likes that. So, um, and her response to that was, I will speak however long I want to. Oh, wow. How long did she speak in there? <laughs> well, now I don't remember. I don't think it was all that long, but it was, I mean, any five seconds would have been too long of whatever of nonsense and jibber jabber was going on there. I, <laughs> But I should have known. I just remember freezing in that moment when she, when she said, "Well, I'll do whatever I want," and I I was like, "Okay, I must be losing my mind here because that seems really strange that she would say that." But I just couldn't believe she would say something like that. So I just kind of chalked it up to whatever. You okay, know? what's the worst thing she said? Come on, tell uh, it. You know what? You I I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed because this is a podcast and I, I should know this, but I think I blocked it out. I, it was something like, um, needless to say, being friends with Satya has, and then she kind of paused or something and she was like, something about has required a lot of patience <laughs> or something like that. I mean, as if, you know, what friendship doesn't require a lot of patience, especially 40 years worth. And believe me, this, this person is, is no walk in the park. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, most of, most of it was, was all very supportive. Um, we didn't, we didn't go through our, our 40 years, like fighting or anything like that. We didn't, we never like stabbed each other in the back or did any horrible things that, you know, so, so this was just, um, very strange. Anyway, so when she's finished, she she walks over to me, and I was I went into shock. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not kidding. I was in shock, and I I I was just a deer in headlights, and was, and uh, <laughs> what? Well, I'm just like on the edge of my seat. So what happened? She came so, over to you. And- so my husband, uh, I I wish he wouldn't have actually left my side, but he just before she walked up, he said like, hey, um, are you okay? And he kind of like tapped me, you know, and, and he's like, are you okay? Because I'm going to go over there and talk to so-and-so. And I was in shock. And, I, and I, of course, I'm going to say I'm okay, but I didn't know I wasn't. Right. You're like in the freeze mode. Yes. I was in freeze mode. And because he walked away and then she came up to me and nobody else was there, I was kind of like, I, I guess I lashed out, but, but it, it didn't feel like a lashing out. I just said to her, what was that? What was that? That's understandable. Yeah. Because she didn't, she she wasn't even acting like herself. And my husband had said like, my husband actually, while she was giving the toast, put his head in my lap. Like, oh my God, 
what is she <laughs> talking about? Oh my goodness. And this is a man who like doesn't even, you know, involve yeah, I can't himself. imagine him doing that. Right? Yeah. He, he doesn't so even it involve must have been him. pretty bad. Yeah. It must, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just like, what's happening? He's like hiding under the table. <laughs> exactly, you know, and and so, you know, and then he was off, you know, talking to some other people and I just said, what was it? Oh, and so my husband had said like, she, it's like she's acting uh, like she's her boyfriend because her boyfriend at the time, it was like something he would do, but not something she would do. It wasn't her personality at all. It was really weird. It was really weird. Mm. I, I cannot understand this, but anyway, so I was in shock and I said, what, what did you, what, what was that? And she said, what, what do you mean? What was that? And I said, you didn't even sound like yourself. You sounded like, and then I said the name of her, her um, boyfriend. And then that was the last thing. She just couldn't even talk to me. She turned around, walked away. And I, of course, had way too many other uh, things to, to deal with. I couldn't go chasing after her and dealing with it. But I, I didn't realize what was happening. You know, I thought we were going to talk it out or something, but she just, she just walked away. And so what happened with your friendship after the wedding? Yeah. So, so there I was, you know, I'd gone from the most blissful moment in my life to just complete down spiral, went into shock. I'm sorry, I can't remember more, but I really think it was so shocking that I actually blocked most of it out. And, um, it's traumatizing. It it was. And, you know, it feels like shame even to even say like, that it was traumatic for me because I feel like, oh, I should be able to handle this. Oh, I'm a big girl, whatever, you know. Yeah, but this is supposed to be like the most important day of your life. And it's a, you know, you have only your near and dear ones and everyone should be like supporting the marriage. And here's your best friend who's more like a sister who's known you almost your entire life. And she's can't have she doesn't have anything good to say and what she does say is like so shocking that you're in horror and your husband's hiding under the table and you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what the hell happened to the friendship after that like where do you go from there yeah so you know so we went off to our honeymoon and and I was sending some group uh photos because I wasn't even on Facebook or anything and I I was sending um, photos of where we were to to some of my closest friends and she didn't respond at all she didn't she didn't respond and then days later no no response no nothing and that was it that was it you've never talked to her since that was it Never, never talked to her since. I sent her a few texts after that, you know, and she just never responded. She just MIA. M-I-A. I wonder if she's like mortified by what she said or that was just her like parting gift to you. Mm. She's like, oh, she's married now, so she doesn't need me. Oh, goodness, no. No, 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 no. I know her and no, she's definitely seeing herself as some kind of victim in this situation and that I treated her so badly because I said, what was that? And because I thought she did something. Yeah, because I, you know, and even if, even if in that moment, I, 
I maybe I overreacted or something. I still feel like that something it was a, a small thing between just the two of us. No, her, nobody heard that interaction. And I still and think she was like talking to the whole group. Yeah. So I still think, you know, we could have worked through that or, or at least had a discussion about it, even if the discussion was. Okay. Was she trying to bring up some like gripe she had with you there? Like for the, for the whole, you know, I think she was without realizing it. I think she thinks that she Uh wasn't, but I think she was. And just unconscious. She was mm -hmm. using the platform. Yeah. And I do, I think she was completely unconscious and I, um, it, it had, it's just strange to me that there was no conversation about like, let's say I had an interaction with somebody. I would, after 40 years of friendship, I would respect the friendship enough to at least say, I, I just don't want to be friends anymore. Or I, I need a break or something because there was something about that that happened, you know, or if I was hurt, like it just, you know, okay, you said this to me and, and my intentions were so pure and I tried my best and you know you hurt my feelings so bad and i don't live up to your expectations or something and um you know and i just feel like it's too triggering for me and i need a, a, something anything like we should be yeah. able to discuss the end of the friendship and and why we're doing that so if nothing else so that we both can learn and grow from that right if nothing else but it well, shocked we hope, me we hope that but that's just People a lot of people capable. can't. Yeah, a lot of people. Right. And that's where I have to really reach in and, and pull my compassion out because I just cannot understand that. And it's really, I have to really reach to understand how that, that some people really are so uncomfortable with, you know, or that they, they feel so hurt and to the point that they, they fracture something and just break it off. And there's zero words, zero conversation, zero like that. I can't understand it. Well, I, not I everybody has the capacity to self reflect if they don't want to look in the mirror. Like a lot of people just bury and hide and put all the things in this like closet of resentment. And then given an opportunity, like she's given a mic and a, you know, an ability to grandstand uh, where everyone's listening to her. And then she feels like now's my opportunity to like really pull something out of the bag. And it's like unconscious. So like, do you really want a friend like that? Mm, Probably not. I would hope not. Like it doesn't sound like a friend and knowing you and how much personal work you do and how much communication is important to you like that. Is, I mean, this is just a perfect example Thank of you. how we outgrow friendships, especially as we evolve consciously. And you've done so much work on yourself. And, you know, when you were a child and met her, you know, maybe you just played together and everything was very simple. But as you go through life and go through relationships and go after your dreams and make things happen, like not everybody grows at the same pace or rate or even has the same kind of desires or purpose. So often like our evolution takes us away from people. I know mine has quite dramatically. I think there's only 
one person from my childhood, one from my entire childhood that I have contact with. And that includes blood relatives. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, thank you for, for saying just that, you know, it was unconscious probably how she was, because I, I just, I couldn't, I guess I was just too close to the situation. And, and I, I, but I could feel that it was so off and it wasn't even about, it was about her. It was entirely about her. Mm -hmm. The whole thing was about her. It had nothing to do with anyone else. And, and I just, I saw her through this whole other lens and I saw, and well, the, the weird thing is, and I know we're approaching time, so I don't know if we can say all of it before, but just that there were signs and there were things that were happening in the months leading up to this that I had been feeling like, I don't think I can continue this friendship. And it was things like... So what were those signs? Yeah. Those things were like her um, just calling and and being really angry, really entitled about other people in her life, people at her work, her partner she was with, various, you know, every interaction she had with with no consciousness of her own, um, you know, creating or or her own role or... Um, no, just personal responsibility. In it. Exactly. Zero. Just a lot of anger, uh, blame toward others, entitlement. You know, I deserve this. I need this. I, and just very desperate and very, um, you know, and the guy she was with at the time, she desperately wanted him to propose to her and he wouldn't. He refused to. And so mm-hmm. I think that probably had something to do with mm-hmm. it. I think she just cracked seeing me with this man who loved me so much and, and proposed, you know, right off the cuff and, and just, you know, made this beautiful wedding and organized this beautiful wedding. And there had to be some piece of that somewhere in the unconscious for her, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, there was a lot of that. And then I was thinking, you know, she, it hasn't just been this year, this has been going on. And I think, um, you know, it, it was almost like she was feeding into the parasite and then she was spreading that parasite to me in ways. Cause then I would find myself sometimes getting angry about stuff and, and, and cause she'd be like, well, you know, people at my work, well, they, they think I'm this and this and that, but I'm just being real. At least I'm real. At least I'm real. That's what she says, you know? And, and <laughs> I just, Plus you know, so puking all over you this Exactly. And I, like and I victim, victim consciousness. Exactly. Full blown. And I felt like I could not, like, I feel like my role throughout her life was to always be there for her, always be there for her, always be the counselor, always tell her how wonderful she is. Always tell her what a great job she's doing. Oh, be her greatest cheerleader, her greatest, you know, all of that. And I felt like it was getting to a point where I just couldn't even anymore because she wasn't even hearing even, even just those things. And um, at one point she said, well, I think I'm going through pre-menopause and I'll be lucky if I have any friends left at the end of this. And yeah, that, that might've been <laughs> well, a sign. Fulfilling <laughs> prophecy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was already like, oh no, I shouldn't, you know. And then I had an intuition. Oh boy, was this a big one about my intuition, about listening to that little voice because I thought to myself before I had asked her to do a toast. I thought, I really don't want her to do a toast. I do not want her to do a toast. I do not want her to do a toast. And, but what did I do? I overrode my, my intuition about what was best for me because I wanted to please her. And my thought was, if I don't ask her to do a toast, 
and I have somebody else to test, she is going to be... Well, you would have lost her friendship either way. Probably. I mean, she would have been so hurt by that. Yeah, of course. And so I had to, (laughs) right? But I could have... have You chose to. I didn't have to, right. I mean, the, the great thing, what I'm hearing is that you stopped enabling the the psychosis of that parasite to run by asking, you know, you let her do the toast, the toast, which was enabling her Mm -hmm. to give, give her the platform. Well, you finally stopped enabling her, um, kind of, I don't know, I was going to call it like a narcissistic parasite or this sort of uh, energy that she had to get what she wanted. So you gave it to her, but then afterwards you were like, you called it like, what was that? And just you naming it when it was there for everyone to see, Oh wow. um, Cut it. Right. So it was going to happen one way or the other. Like if you didn't give her the opportunity to speak at your wedding, you would have had the conversation with her, but it probably would have been in private without a witness. But then you, your husband and all your friends and family and everybody got to see um, the kind of illness of the friendship, right? And, mm-hmm. and then you got to name it and then it was just done, cut over. It, you know, it's really hard to cut toxic ties, especially when they're people from our family and childhood. I know because mm-hmm. uh, I've had to do that with pretty much everyone I grew up with um, because they were just so toxic. And, uh, you know, I, I know we're at time and this is a huge topic, but it's beautiful that you saw, you had this foreshadowing, you knew that this relationship wasn't serving you anymore. And yet you didn't really know what to do. And I, I think knowing you and knowing the way you um, treat your relationships, you're always giving the benefit of doubt and you're wanting to work through it and evolve and grow together, but not everybody is willing to do that. And when, and when someone's not willing to grow, not willing to change, um, you know, you had to make a choice. Do I continue to enable this horrible behavior or, or do I, you know, let go, say thank you and be grateful for the lesson and, and move on. And I think more and more, um, the more, the more we do the personal work, the more, unfortunately, sometimes this happens, right? Where we just have mm-hmm. to uh, let go of the toxic ties. So yeah. thank you for sharing that very, <sighs> poor, you know, there's a black mirror episode like that you should watch. Are you serious? Yes. And it's all about like um, the social media and, and the psychosis of people rating. And so the girl gets really fake because she, she needs all the likes and popularity contest. And, mm-hmm. but everything is based off your popularity, like your credit scores, where you live, everything like your mm-hmm. job and, um, and her best friend who's super popular and gorgeous and is marrying the great guy, uh, invites her to be the bridesmaid because they're childhood friends. And then her popularity starts dropping and she turns into this psychotic, jealous girl. You have to watch it. It's, oh, it's wow. like your story dr- dramatized in a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you have it. So, <laughs> so a little insight into Satya's life because I'm always... <laughs> Yes. 
<laughs> That's right. Satya finally has a story she's willing to share. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. So, thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you for listening. And thank you for that feedback because that uh, gives me a whole new level of energetics to, to peer through that I hadn't thought about. And earlier today when we were WhatsApping and you mentioned something about um, how the parasite works through, you know, um, people or, um, verbalizing in certain ways and expressing in certain ways. And it's, yeah. And it, there's so many layers to it that I, I hadn't even really really looked at and that I could name it and give her that platform. My, I guess my unconscious self knew uh, that I needed to let her do this and I needed to just let the chips fall. Exactly. Exactly. Take the high road. All right. Wrap it up. reel them in well thank you guys for listening and if you have a story of having to release a toxic tie in your life that you would like to share with us or if you have questions about how to release a toxic tie we would love to hear about it please go over to our website lovesexagenda.com and write to us thanks for listening take care Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda. Bye. 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 Bye.